What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Everything Vive. I am Zane, your host, uh, joined by Ronnie. As usual, Ronnie, man, how's it going? I'm doing great. Uh, everything's going well. Uh, how have you been? I know it's it's been a it's been a quick minute since we were all together at GDC. So. <laughs> it, it has, and and for all the listeners out there, I do apologize. Life has gotten in the way. We're we're trying not to let that happen, but uh, life has gotten in the way the last couple of weeks. It's just been pretty crazy, and we're all. Still kind of decompressing after GDC, uh, so we haven't been getting out those uh, those weekly episodes to you. Although we were, we are going to get back to it, Ronnie. I know we are, um, yep. but we're we're here today, and we're recording this on Tuesday night. Um, what's the date today? Oh, the last day of April, because there's some pretty big news out, and I think you, myself, and Damon have all been texting throughout the day, uh, and and I'm just glad we had a chance to actually jump on and kind of talk about this. So, Ronnie, I yeah. think. Not that you're the most excited, I'm just as excited, but I think you've been you've been really had a, or you've really had a chance to dive into this. So I don't know if you want to go ahead and take the lead on what the big announcements today are with Valve Index and, and the Oculus yeah, so Oculus announcements. The, yeah, so for those out there that aren't aware, there were some big VR announcements made today. Um, I guess to start the narrative outright, uh, for people that, you know, came into the day kind of, you know, not knowing hundred percent what to expect. Uh, Facebook had their F8 uh, conference today, where uh, people were pretty sure that they were going to make they were going to make some kind of a release date announcement for the Oculus Quest and the Rift S, and they did that. And sure enough, uh, you know, Oculus Quest and uh, Rift S pre-orders went up today, and those headsets are going to be coming out by the end of May. So uh, they're supposed to ship out. If you order your your Oculus Quest or your Rift S today, um, you'll be receiving. It should be shipping out by by uh, by May twenty third. So so that was the first announcement, and kind of concurrently with Facebook and what, what they were doing with the Quest and the Rift S, um, uh, Valve went ahead and updated their website. And they basically they released a bunch of specs about the Valve Index, their upcoming uh, you know PC-based VR headset. As they they released a bunch of specs, there were a bunch of videos that went up. It looks like there was an embargo that went up uh, regarding um, some people's time with with uh, with the Valve Index. And we now basically tomorrow, which is going to be May first. We're going to be able to pre-order the Valve Index, and uh, they released the pricing as well as a bunch of different packages. So, uh, for those that don't know, so the Oculus Quest, like I was mentioning before, that's an all-in-one. So that that is going to be the first really you know, all-in-one VR headset that doesn't need to be tethered to a PC. That also has uh, six degrees of freedom tracking. So it has inside-out tracking. Basically, you're getting very similar tracking type experiences as some of the PC-based stuff, um, but you don't need to have it connected to a PC. So it's slightly lower-end type of experience, um, but it's tetherless and it's all-in-one. You don't need a computer. The Rift S is basically a high-resolution Rift uh, that has inside-out tracking. It has new controllers, but they're very much the same. You know, very, pretty much the same as. As as the the Oculus Touch controllers that came out with the Rift and the the controllers are actually the exact same controllers that'll be shipping with the uh, with the Quest. So those are the two products from from Oculus. 
Um, the the Quest is coming out. There's a 64 gigabyte model that's come that's releasing for $399, so $400. And then they have a 128 gigabyte version that's coming out for $499 or $500. And then if you want to get the Rift S, which is basically an upgrade to the Rift, um, you'll still need a PC for that. That ships separately, of course, but you can get the headset with the controllers for $400. So now uh, heading over to, to the Valve Index, um, the Valve Index is um, a, you know similar jump in resolution like the Rift S. Um, I believe it's actually uh, higher. It, it may be the same resolution. I'm going to, I need to pull up the specs on the Rift S, but I, I believe they're similar resolution. Um, they're both LCD panels, which have some um, advantages in terms of getting rid of, I guess, some of the, the screen door effects that you see on some of the older uh, headsets. Um, but with the Valve Index, the big thing is that this panel is going has a higher refresh rate than the old one, the old headsets, as opposed to a, a lower refresh rate um, from the from the newer Oculus products. Um, so, so the refresh rate on the panels in the Valve Index. Um, they can run at 90 hertz, which is the same as the, the, the old Vibe and Rift, but they can also run at 120 hertz or technically 144 hertz. So really 120 hertz is the main uh, refresh rate that's going to be supported. So, so you know, higher refresh rate um, on the panels, which basically means that, you know, with those panels updating so much, so much faster, um, the movement in them is a lot more fluid, a lot more natural. So when you're in VR, the tracking and all of that, it'll just feel a lot more fluid because those, those panels are refreshing so much quicker. Um, the, the other big uh, advantage of the Valve Index screens is that there's going to be a wider field of view. And so basically, whereas most of the other headsets that have been out on the market um, are 120 or 110, excuse me, 110 degrees of uh, field of view, uh, this is going to be 130 degrees field of view. And uh, in addition to just being wider uh, field of view, uh, it sounds like uh, the headset also able to get them closer to your eyes um, compared to a lot of the other headsets. So whereas the other headsets are technically 110 degree uh, field of view, uh, depending on how far out you had to put, put, you know, how far out the lenses were from your eyes, if you're wearing glasses, if you're not able to get it close to your eyes because of the, the shape of your face, et cetera, technically you might be getting actually a smaller field of view than 110. With the 130 degree field of view on, on the valve index, I, it sounds like it's going to be a lot more uniform in, obtain, and, in actually getting that wide field of view because the screen, it's not using just one screen, it's using two separate screens, one for each eye, and they're kind of angled out so that they can they can come up closer to your eyes regardless of the shape of your face or that basically you're able to adjust it so that it comes even closer than you're able to get in some of the other headsets. So so in the other headsets, if you were lucky, you were getting the full field of field a uh, field of view out of those um, before. This though, it's going to be easier on a uh, on you know different types of faces. And it's going to be increased from from 110 to 130. So so the, those are some of the some of the specs that they released on the Valve Index, the headset itself. Um, they also have some pretty awesome uh, 
you know, um, uh, speakers on them. They're near field off ear speakers with three to three D directional audio support. Um, I, they, they sound like they're good headphones. Uh, I haven't had a chance to, you know, try them out or anything myself. Um, but besides that, uh, this headset's also coming with the, uh, the knuckles controllers that we've been hearing so, so much about now they're just going to be called, uh, the valve index controllers. So, um, and those, what's so cool about them, uh, they, they bring a lot of the functionality of Oculus touch over to, uh, you know, the, 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 the base station lighthouse based VR platforms. Um, but you know, by bringing, you know, joysticks and that sort of thing, but they have pressure sensitive, um, like grip on the bottom and they allow for a lot, uh, they, they allow for what looks like pretty awesome finger gestures and hand gestures. And it's hard to explain, uh, on a phone, but essentially you're able to, you know, like, like grip things with your hand, just like you would in real life. You're able to let go of things just like you can in real life. And you're able to make different gestures and it, and it has more of an analog sense of where your fingers are. Um, then the, the Oculus touch before it that just kind of could tell whether you had a closed fist or an open hand or whatever, like this is a lot more detailed. So you're going to be able to interact with games, hopefully, uh, with your hands a lot more than in the past. So pretty cool stuff. Um, now getting onto the pricing of the valve index, which is kind of the big kicker. So you can get the whole package, which includes the new headset, the new controllers, and two base stations, but these are base station 2.0s. So they're similar to, or they are the same technology basically as the base stations that came with the Vive Pro. Um, for the all-in-one, all-inclusive package, it's basically $1,000. Um, if you want to get them separate though, you can get everything basically a la carte. So they have, they have them. So for, for those like who don't know, um, Anything that works with Base Station 2.0, they're backwards compatible with Base Station 1.0. So you can take like you can take this new headset, for example, from Valve, and you can and and the the original Vive controller, uh, the Vive uh, Base Stations that are Base Station version one, those will track it just fine. Honestly, they'll track it just as well. Really, the the only the only difference. Um, and it's not the only difference, but the, the main difference is from the consumer standpoint between the base, the base stations that came with the original Vive and the base station 2.0s that came with the Vive Pro and now with the Valve Index is that these new base stations can, you can link four of them together and you can basically have a lot, a, you, can, you can track more devices at, at one time and you can track larger spaces. But if you're talking about small spaces, and you're only trying to track one person playing in VR, uh, the, base, the original base stations really do just as good of a job. So you don't need these new base stations. And, and ironically, the old hardware from the Vive, you can't track those with base station 2.0, but you can do the opposite. So you can't take your old Vive and have it work with the new base stations, but you can have the new hardware, like the headset and the controllers and all that stuff, be tracked just fine with the original base station, if that makes sense. So, so along those lines, if you don't want to get the thousand dollar valve 
the index package, you can get uh, you can get just the headset with the controllers without the base stations for seven hundred and fifty dollars, or you can just get the the headset without the con controllers without the base station. You can get that that for five hundred dollars. So you'll you'll have the increased resolution and all of that and all of those advantages from that from that headset, but you would have to use base stations from your old Vive or Vive Pro, um, and you'd have to use the wands from those. Or you can get the controllers separate for about $280, I believe. And so then, obviously, you would be using those controllers with your Vive and being tracked with your old Vive. You know, you'd be basically be using your Vive as a headset, using your old base stations, but for 280 bucks, you could just get the, the new Valve Index controllers and use them. And they're supposed to be backwards compatible with all the old stuff, but then they're going to provide a lot of extra functionality in the new titles that are coming. And so those, are, those were the, the big announcements, more or less. And oh, the other thing, uh, so for the Valve Index, you know, it's going to go on pre-order tomorrow, like I said, May 1st, but it won't be shipping until late June. So it sounds like it's probably going to ship around June 28th or so. So, so it's quite a ways out, but we'll be able to start pre-ordering it uh, May 1st. And uh, unfortunately, it sounds like there's going to be one title from Valve that is going to be coming out by, before the end of 2019. Though they didn't give an, an announcement as to what it is or when the exact date, date will be. But they didn't make any other announcements. So it doesn't sound like the, any Valve VR like complete standalone titles are going to be coming. There, there might be some like you know tech demo-y type stuff. Um, something. It sounds like there's something that a lot of people got to try uh, with the Valve Index that was similar to the Lab in some respects, like that that show off the the, the new Valve Index controllers. So you're able to kind of. It, it sounds like it's portal theme, and it shows off. A lot of the gesturing and that sort of thing. It's it's not Moon Dust. It's a new tech demo. That's it's it's more it's less of a tech demo as Moon Dust was, and more of kind of a small game experience. But it's not con considered one of the the full experiences that Valve's working on. So, like I said, that it doesn't sound like those full experiences are going to be ready at the launch of the Valve Index. Um, but at least one full title from Valve will be coming out. Uh, before the end of the year, so those are those were the main things. And sorry if I was uh, going on and on. Saying, uh, no, no, not at all. I mean, like it's <laughs> just trying to cover because I, I know I, I yeah, didn't have as much of a chance to go through. Like I, I saw a lot of these numbers kind of flying around, and I was like, wow, there's like. It was a little overwhelming having two, you know, big updates and announcements today. Um, yeah. And so, like I said, I mean, that's that's why I let you take the point on that because I was like, uh, there's a lot going on, and I, I think that you probably had a better handle on it. So I was actually reading a little bit on on each of them as you're going through and seeing what the different packages are. So it's uh, cool. it's crazy, man. This is this is exciting. I mean, we're we're now officially three years into it, and. Um, What's the thing that hit me, uh, or at least that stuck out to me, and some of the stuff that I had been reading, was the the fact that they're still calling the Valve Index uh, like Generation One, or maybe even mm -hmm. like Generation One Point Five. Um, mm -hmm. I saw that too, actually, from a and, few places. 
and, and it's expensive. Like, I mean, this is this is way more, you know, if you were to just get started with, with the Valve headset, uh, if you were just getting into VR now, um, I mean, this is, this is uh, well, it's probably around the same price as the Vive Pro if you were to get the whole package of the Vive Pro. But yeah, um, yeah I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't like, I'm, I'm a big fan of Valve. I know you are as well, but yep. right now, you know, the, the ability or the availability of a completely tetherless experience. Um, I don't know. And maybe it's the fact that we did have a chance to try the Oculus quest, but, but the option of having something completely wireless, something completely computerless, uh, I, that, that seems more appealing and it's like less than half the price. So yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just curious about your thoughts in terms of yeah. pricing, uh, cost effectiveness. Like what, like where, what are you leaning towards now? And, and I, I want to get your perspective on, you know, where, what you're leaning on from where you are right now in terms of the headsets that you have, like, what would you want to experience next? And then also trying to get in the shoes of maybe someone who has been sitting on the sidelines waiting for kind of the next generation of headsets to come out, which I would say that, you know, whether, no matter what generation you want to call this, what's happening right now with, you know, the Vive Pro and the Vive Pro I kind of coming out a little while ago, and now you have uh, the Oculus Rift S and the the Quest, and of course Valve announcing their big thing. Like this, this is the next generation. You, what you can call it, one point five. You can call it two. But like this is the next wave of headsets, right? So, yep. what are, what are your thoughts in terms of like where each of them stand now? Yeah, so I'm kind of with you as far as like I was. I mean, when I when I first saw the the announcement and I saw the pricing. I immediately knew that, man, I'm going to have to make some hard decisions because, I mean, as someone that wants to get all of these systems, but doesn't really necessarily have the funding to just like, without thinking, just click, click, click and buy everything, you know? Yeah, no, of course. And, and well, and it was, and it's one of those things too, where like, I think it would have been even less, it would be less of a, of a tough decision for me if it was obvious that just like, oh, well, both of these, like both of these headsets bring something so new to the table that, man, I'm just going to have to bite the bullet, pay all the monies and then (laughs) figure out after the fact what to do. Right. But, but that's not the case here. Like I think in this, in this situation, there's like on, on all ends, there were, there were arguments to be made as to why I shouldn't buy some of these headsets. So so as someone that already owns a Rift, already owns a Vive, uh, an OG Vive, I don't have a Vive Pro, and who has this, uh, a fairly powerful PC, but you know, a, a computer that like my processor is kind of old, but my GPU is pretty powerful. It's a 1080 Ti, but my processor is old. It's like a, a uh, an Ivy Bridge, like 3770K, whatever. The reason I'm bringing that up is because these have a factor, I think, for me as to what I think I'm going to do. So, so as someone that has like bought into the, you know, all these first gen VR uh, PC headsets, um, my first gut reaction was, well, the Quest is something completely different that I don't have. It's 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 built it's all it's all in one so for me someone that plays a lot of vr for quote unquote work right 
we, we do this stuff for the podcast. Exactly. For me, yeah. it, it's going to be really helpful. It, it would be awesome to have a system that I don't have to, that I can play anywhere where I don't have to set up sensors to where I don't have to lug around my big PC. I don't have a small PC and I don't have a powerful enough laptop to run VR. And so what I've been having to do is lug around usually my Rift because it's easier to move than my Vive and in my big PC. And that's, if I'm, if I'm flying, I can't bring it with me. And if I'm driving, it's a big, it's a big hassle. And so, and so for me, getting a Quest all of a sudden means I can easily play anywhere. And not only that, but I won't have wires, which is something I haven't been, I haven't been satisfied with any of the wireless adapters up to this point, even though I recognize the huge benefits of being wireless. It's just the latency was never something that I could, I could quite deal with. So I get wireless and I can bring it anywhere. And then as an extra bonus, because I already have a Rift with my PC, for titles that are going to work on both the Rift and the Quest, I'll be able to now have two people playing together. Uh, you can, you remember yeah, when me, you and Damon, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, when when we all played, uh, I think it was it was what was it? Um, Contractors. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, we basically we played we played games together and. And two of us were on Rift S's and the other person was on a quest. And we were able to play multiplayer together and experience that. And that was awesome. And I, I was just thinking, well, if I don't have two, compu- two computers here in, in my apartment. I have one computer. And if I get a quest, all of a sudden, if I want to do rec room quests with my wife, one of us can throw on the... The, the quest and the other person can get on the rift or the vibe on the PC and we'll be able to play together. And that's amazing. And so, 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 so those were the, the big selling points for me on the quest. Um, the only downside really is the fact that it's not going to be as powerful as PC based VR. So it's going to have limitations. And I would imagine like right now, those limitations are less, but as we get further down the VR track, there's most likely going to be bigger and bigger titles coming out on the PC side that will be hard to kind of port over. But at the same time, one can also say that if the quest becomes really big, maybe most of the, the development focus is going to be on that. And, and you're really not going to be missing out on too much on the quest side. Um, and, and for all those high end titles, I'll still be able to play them on the Vive or the Rift. So, so that's, so, so that's one concern kind of knocked down. The other concern I had is just that a lot of the, the games that will be coming out for the Quest will be inferior, possibly inferior versions of games I've already played on the PC. That's probably my biggest worry. And again, if, if the platform ends up being really successful, then I imagine that's not going to be as big of a deal because more and more developers are going to specifically target it. And, and, and if anything, maybe over time, the Quest will end up be, being my my platform of choice just because it's more convenient but i don't really know but so so those are kind of the pros and cons you know the pros of being wireless being able to play with my family now um, being able to move it around but then the downsides of it not being as great of an experience as as the pc side and then also potentially a lot of those games being at least early on being games that i've already played on the pc Um, so now looking at the valve index um, for me, I mean, 
the initial downside is the price uh, compared to the Quest, which is only $400. At the low end for me, which is someone that has a Vive, I'm looking at spending $750. Because right out of the gate, I don't think there's any reason for someone that owns a Vive that already has working base stations. I don't think there's really any reason for those people to go out and get the base station 2.0s. I mean, unless unless you really plan on having like a, a stadium, like a huge, huge, huge room to, to do your VR in, I mean, most likely the original base stations give you just as much room as you're going to need. And unless you're one of those people that just has like a million little uh, Vive pucks attached to all kinds of gear or something, I mean, chances are you're not going to need to track really anything other than just the two controllers you're holding and, and the headset. So, so for me, I, I mean, I, I, I don't think it makes sense for me to, to get the, the new base stations. So then you're looking at do I, what makes sense? Does it make sense for me to get um, the headset and the controller package for 750 or should I just get the controllers for 280 or just the headset for 500? And for me, I'm really leaning, I mean, or get none of it and just get the Quest. So for me, I, I kind of decided that I, I, I think the Quest is worth getting regardless for, for all the reasons I mentioned and just the fact that I think <clears throat> it has the biggest potential of kind of being a game changer in, in our industry right now. And so I think we need, we need to be covering Quest content. So for me, that was kind of a, a no-brainer. And, and I went with the 64-gig version for 400 instead of the, the 128-gigabyte version for 500 just because I figure um, 128 gigs isn't very big either. And so for that extra, if I'm going to have to be changing content on and off of, off of the Quest anyways, um, I might as well just get the smaller version, you know? Because yeah, yeah. right now, I'm used, I'm used to having you know, way more than 128 gigabytes of content ready for me on my PC. So whether I get that 128 or the 64, it's still going to be kind of annoying. I'm still going to have to, you know, uninstall and reinstall things. So might as well save a hundred bucks. We'll, we'll see if that ends up being, you know, a smart choice or not. But uh, it sounds like most of the games on the Quest are pretty small anyways, like in size. So hopefully that won't be that big of a deal. Um, but so I went ahead and pre-ordered that. And so then the next question was, should I, I'm trying to decide if I should pre-order anything on the valve side tomorrow when, when it goes live. And so, yeah, so, so getting back to that. So really for me, the focus is, should I get the headset and the controllers for 750? Should I get just the headset for 500 or should I get just the controllers for 280? And it seems like the, the the price premium is on the controllers. Like it, it, it sounds like like if yeah. You well, I mean, these, they've been talking about this Knuckles controller for a while, so the hype is there. Yeah. See, so so if you get the the headset and the controllers together, it's seven hundred fifty bucks. If you get just the headset, it's five hundred. But if you get the controllers by themselves, they're two hundred eighty. So basically, if you're you know you're spe spending like thirty bucks more if you get the controllers separate from the headset than you would be if you got them together. I mean, that's what it sounds like to me. And I mean, the advantage of getting just the headset would be that it sounds like the headset is awesome. I mean, it sounds like and you're basically getting a better version of the Vive Pro. 
Like it's it's not the Vive Pro. It's not made by by HTC. It's made by Valve. It uses different different uh, screens than the Vive Pro, but similar the same resolution. But but these are LCDs. They're not AMOLEDs like the Vive Pro. Um, it sounds like overall the 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 image quality is this is very comparable. But it sounds like you're getting that wider field of view, and it, it does sound like it's a bit better than the Vive Pro as far as just how everything looks in the headset. It's also really, it's also going to be more comfortable than the original Vive. Um, it uses kind of that on the back of your head notch system that's kind of like the PlayStation VR and, and the Vive Pro. Um, so you get that, and you get the, the increased uh, 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 refresh rate of the panels. Which, like I said before, it sound I haven't gotten a chance to try it, but I, I, I am used to using different refresh monitors and stuff on the PC, and it sounds like from from other people using the headset that really that increased uh, refresh rate on the on the screens for the the headset makes it so that when you're in VR, everything just feels more true to life the way it moves. Like everything's just a lot smoother in how it moves. And it kind of makes a big difference in feeling like you're actually in a real place. They said they said it's one of those things you don't notice until you try the new one, and then you go back to the old one, and you're like, oh yeah, this is kind of a little jumpy. Like the 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 movement isn't as smooth in the old headsets as it is in this new one. Like it it kind of makes a big difference. It sounds like. So those are advantages. Like if you're to order that headset right now, and it comes at the end of June or whatever. Even if no new games come out that support any of the new controller functions or anything like that, you'd basically be able to plug in this new headset and and get all of the that better fidelity and just the the you know it would be more comfortable, it would look better, the movement inside the headset would be better. You'd get all of that with your with your current setup for five hundred bucks, which is cheaper than that's a whole three hundred dollars cheaper than the Vive Pro when it came out. I think if if the Vive Pro had come out for five hundred dollars instead of eight hundred dollars um, for just the headset when it initially launched, people wouldn't have been so upset. So, not to say that it's cheap, but five hundred bucks seems pretty fair. Um, but then counter that with the fact that these are still just visual upgrades to the same general experience that we've had already. Um, I I know. I'm sure a wider field of view and better motion really does help the experience quite a bit, but at the same time, it's, it's still the same experience, you know? And I think that's where a lot of this, uh, VR 1.5 comes into play is that, you know, there still isn't like eye tracking that's being used in this headset. There still isn't uh, foveated rendering or any of these things like, like, tricks that VR headsets can do with the movement of your eyes to make the experience more lifelike. Mm -hmm. We're not seeing any of the, we're not seeing any of that in this new headset. We're, we're just seeing basically it's, it's essentially a cheaper version of the Vive Pro with a little bit of upgrades here or there, but it's, it's, it's kind of like the Vive Pro, honestly. <coughs> yeah. So, no. so oh, go ahead. So yeah. So, and then, and then, so the last thing is the controllers. And the controllers look amazing. They look so much more, you know, ergonomic and comfortable. Uh, I I got used to using the Oculus Touch controllers, 
and I prefer those for most games over the Vive Wands. So there's still like very rare games, like like Beat Saber, ironically, is a game where I prefer to use the Vive Wands usually over the, the Oculus Touch Controllers. But in general, the Oculus Touch Controllers are better than the Vive Wands, in my opinion. And these new, the, the, the Knuckles Controllers, now called the Valve Index Controllers, I mean, they look essentially like much better like even better versions of the Oculus touch controllers. They look more ergonomic. They fit in your hand better, but then they allow for a lot better finger tracking and, and they allow for that, that, that tension, that kind of pressure gripping. And that sounds so cool. But so, but for, for $280, which is pretty expensive um, for just a controller, uh, like it's a little bit hard, hard of, it's a little bit of a hard sell when I don't know whether there's going to be a whole lot of games coming out that's going to support those extra functionality. So, like, the question isn't whether the index controllers are awesome. The question is whether you want to spend 280 bucks to have pretty cool controllers and not really know whether they're going to be fully featured in games that are coming out soon. Like, I'm sure... I'm sure the Valve stuff that's going to come down the pipeline are going to—they're going to be awesome, and they're probably going to use the the Valve Index controllers really, really well. But at the same time, we do know that they're going to be those those future Valve titles will be playable and compatible with the older VR headsets as well. So you will be able to play those games using the Oculus Touch controllers, using the Vive Wands. If it's a worse experience, whatever, but you'll be able to play them, and so. So for me, what I'm leaning towards right now, and I mean, I'm not sure if this is, I could feel differently in the morning. I could feel differently in a month. I don't really know, but I'm kind of leaning towards pre-ordering the the Valve Index controllers, but nothing else on the Valve side because it's just simply a lot of money to put down. I already put down $400 for the quest, which I think is going to be hopefully a smart move. Um, <laughs> I mean, but, I, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. But, but that's $400. So the question is, am I going to regret doing that? And should I have instead spent $500 on the valve headset, which is going to be an upgrade of my PC VR system. Right. Um, and, but, but I'm thinking I'm probably going to pre-order those controllers just in case some of these, just in case there are any really cool um, experiences that come out at the launch of the Valve Index that that make use of that that touch input. Because I mean, I I've tried better headsets before, and and it does make a big difference. Like I, I've heard a, like apparently a lot of what Valve was really targeting with their their headset. Is, is they're saying kind of believe it or not, what's more important than anything about trying to improve VR is getting people to stay in their headset for long periods of time. And they're, they're kind of saying like, trust us on this. The difference in the, in the movement in the headset, the higher resolution, the comfort of, of the actual, like how we're mounting the, the screens on your face, all of that stuff. They're trying, they're, uh, to them, they're saying, it makes a big difference in terms of wanting to keep that headset on your face for long periods of time. That's what they're claiming. No one, obviously no one's had outside of valve has had a lot of time with this headset yet. 
to know if that's actually the case. But that's their kind of, right now, the way they're kind of pitching it is maybe some of these things seem little on the surface, but when they all add up, it want, makes you be able to play VR a lot longer. And that's key to having a better experience. It's not just, you know, bringing new features and all this kind of stuff. So, I mean, if, if that ends up being the case, maybe I'll regret it. But to me, it still just sounds like you're getting, you know, better a better version of something I already have with the headset. Whereas the controllers could fundamentally change how I play VR. And so I kind of, even though I might be super early adopting at this point, and, and maybe there's not going to be a whole lot available at the beginning for them, for me and for the podcast, I feel like it's important to to be on that train at the beginning. And so, and so I was thinking I was going to, I was going to probably pre-order those controllers, even though they're $280 and that sounds like way too much money. <laughs> no, um, I know. It's just, I think this is a lot more than, than I, I was expecting to spend too. Um, you know, just, <laughs> just looking at it, maybe like even just a month ago or, you know, before, before the valve announcement, um, the only thing that I kind of had, my eyes on was really just the Oculus Quest, um, and and for pretty much all the reasons that you mentioned, you know that it's to me it is something completely different. Like if I if I want high end VR, I, I think the original Vive is still great for that. Um, and again, I haven't we haven't had a chance to try the Valve Index, um, the headset itself. So I, I I don't doubt that you know in a lot of ways it is much better. The experience is much better. But I think what uh, the the value that I'm placing on right now is the portability and the ease of use that would come okay. with something like the Oculus Quest. Um, not to mention the price tag being much much more wallet friendly, uh, at least at this yeah. point. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm definitely eyeing that the Quest. I I don't know that I would pre order any of the Vi or any of the Valve stuff just yet. Um, I think I think I I just maybe need to dive into some of the reviews, but. Like I said, mentally and emotionally, I was I've been preparing for the quest because this is something that I think, like you mentioned, can be a pretty big game changer. So, um, you know, I I I guess I want to see what the initial initial reviews are on, um, you know, the the Valve. I guess I guess pretty much all the Valve product line at this point, and um, I think. I mean, know, let's let's say like theoretically, I'm not I'm I'm let's say give it the benefit of the doubt. Let's just say. Let's say they, they say that it's amazing and it's a great headset. Everything looks so much better in the headset and all of that. It's super comfortable and it's really cool to use the, the new controllers. Like if, if, if that's what the review said, like what would your thought process be? <laughs> well, my thought process would be is that I, I've run a VR podcast, so I'm going to have to jump on that train. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I, it, to me, this is something that um, I think at some point I will get. Uh, it's it's more so, like I said, I, I've just been kind of like prepared to get the quest and really kind of dive into that ecosystem. That yeah, it's it's not even just like the financial aspect of it. Obviously, that's a huge part of it. I mean, that's you know, thousand dollars is not a, a little amount of money to anybody. I mean, that's that's thousand dollars, right? So. Um, if you were going for the whole thing now, I ha I have the base station, so I don't think that I would need to upgrade those, right? I could probably just no, do a seven fifty option. But I either yeah. way, like to me, it's it's you know, 
I, I want to be able to dive into something and really, really explore the ins and outs of it. And so yeah. again, not, not that we can't do both at the same time, but I think it's more so I've just kind of been prepared for the quest and it sounds like the quest is coming out sooner anyway. So yep. that'll give me a chance to like maybe mess with it. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't know. I, I highly doubt, you know, I haven't gotten bored of the vibe in three years. So I, I highly doubt that I'll get bored of the quest in one month. But, um, you know, that that kind of lag in time between when the quest comes out and when the index comes out, um, you know, I, could, could be enough of a time for me to, to change my mind or not change my mind, but to make make the decision to pull the trigger on on some of the Valve's uh, product lineup. But for now, I think yeah. I'm I'm going to just stick with the Oculus Quest. I know okay. it hurts me to say that, but yeah, like I said, yeah. it's just, no, I, I haven't, I haven't, it's literally been one announcement and I haven't had a chance to really like dive into it. So yeah. it's, it, it's just, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see no, if we I, can, we'll see if we can get our hands on trying one at least at some point. Um, but yep. yeah, I mean, I, I think you, if you said you're planning to get the, the knuckle controllers. That's what I'm thinking. I'm going to get the controller. Like, and, it's, and to it's, me, that's that's the yeah. that's the smartest move, at least for for where we're at. And not trying to tell you what's what's the right move, yeah. but at least if I was in your shoes, I would do the same thing. Or if if I was if I was going to probably you know get one of the the items from their a la carte menu, it would probably be the controllers as well. Because I, again, I, I'm not saying that their headset is not much better or or not better. Yeah. Like I kn- I know that it is. But at yeah. the same time, I I think just in terms of like what provides more of a marginal benefit, right? Um, and to yep. me, that that's the controllers. I think the controller can can vastly change the experience, change the the dynamic of of how you experience VR. So um, you know, the headset's just going to look nicer. It might be a little bit more comfortable, but you know, I I mean, to me, I'm already comfortable on the Vive. I can stay in there for hours at a time. And, yeah. and, you know, uh, I can see everything just fine. I'm, yep. Seeing it better would be great. But what, what I don't know, uh, you know, ignorance is bliss right now, I guess. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. That, no, that makes me feel better about my decision because, yeah, that's where I was leaning to. Like, th- this is all tough for me because kind of like you were saying, I, I was already sold on the idea of the, of the quest. And actually, I, I, already have, I already have one non-VR user that has purchased a quest that that I was talking like, Oh really? He was, yeah. He was waiting. He, <laughs> he was, was waiting. waiting for it. I mean, I've, he, been, I've been telling everyone the same thing too. You know, like this is, this is, this is it. This is the entry point for anybody who's been on the sidelines waiting. Like this is it. I mean, you're, you're going to be waiting a, a much longer time for something to be either cheaper or significantly better. Yeah, I know. I agree. And, and, and from what it sounds like, I think the price point that we're getting the, the quest at, is highly subsidized. Like it's one of those things that only Facebook could pull off mm-hmm. because the fact that it's as good as it is like inside out tracking and it has all these, like, you know, all the internals and everything like it sounds to me like we're getting this earlier than we probably would have um, because of a huge corporation like Facebook backing it. That's yeah. Well, I mean, and you know, I've, I've made this comparison before, but $400 is similar enough to, um, a, a a video game console, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And so that's that's essentially what you're getting with uh, any type of VR headset right now. I mean, most of the software available is going to be games, but the, it, there is some other entertainment options like being able to watch uh, Netflix or whatever the case is, or or do some social VR um, stuff outside of gaming. But you know, to me, like when the price is comparable, you're going to have a lot of people who'll be like, "Ah, oh, I'm going to pass on a console." 
and and give this a try for for 400 bucks. And the re- the reason I bring that up is because I mean at least historically with consoles they were losing money on the consoles on the hardware. It's they made their money back on the software and you know yep. Oculus and Facebook have been desperately trying to build out the the software in terms of a lot of the exclusive releases that they have. They've been trying to build out the Oculus store. So, you know, I I have no doubt that they'll make that on the back end. Um, because you know, at the end of the day, like what they're losing, yeah. What well, I guess compared to the nearest possible one is the Vive at five hundred bucks, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or you know, let's just say it was six hundred bucks to to produce. Like, I mean, they're losing what two hundred bucks on uh, per headset. I guess. I mean, I would take a decent amount of software titles that you need to buy, but still, I mean, the point is that you're growing the ecosystem, right? Like to, to me, Facebook views this as an investment of the future of gaming or the future of social, uh, social, you know, just interaction. So I, I, in, in a lot of ways, you know, feel however you want about Facebook. I, this isn't aimed at Facebook necessarily, but to me, it's just one of those things where it's nice to see a company backing, uh, VR and really putting the investment dollars in there because uh, like, yeah. like you were saying, like this stuff isn't cheap to make, it isn't cheap to produce and uh, and distribute. So uh, the fact that this could potentially be a game changer, something that not just you and I are excited about, but a lot of people who haven't even tried VR are excited about, um, that that to me is really cool. Yeah. No, and, and for me, like on, on the flip side, like with the Valve stuff, I am the biggest Valve fan. Like the reason I got the vibe originally is because of their involvement with the lighthouse HTC. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It just like, like really valve was the kind of the brains behind the outfit when it came to developing the vibe. And I was super confident in their, in their abilities and it didn't disappoint. And everything that honestly, I like the, for the most part, most of the VR that I've been, that I've been playing, uh, has all been, you know, kind of on the backs of vive or, on the Vive and, and, you know, what, you know, the valve, the valve system. And I couldn't wait. Like, as soon as I heard that there were, you know, when there were rumors that they were working on potentially their own HMD and we heard, you know, stuff about the knuckle controllers. I mean, I was super excited about all of those things. And, and, and when it became official and we knew that they were releasing the index but we just didn't know the specifics and we didn't know pricing and all of that sort of thing. Like I was still super, like I couldn't wait. I assumed I for sure would be getting one like without a question. But then when they made the announcement today, just like I said, look, and I know specs on a, on a sheet of paper don't tell you everything. Um, like the, a lot of the specs for the Rift S, for example, were kind of worse in some regards than, than, than the Rift. Like with, I mean, the resolution was better than the Rift, but, um, you know, the fact that it was like a lower refresh rate, for example, that kind of stuff. But then, but then trying it in person, I did like it. I liked the Rift S quite a bit better than the Rift. Was it, was it a big enough difference to where I was going to spend $400? Eh, like at that time I was not so sure. And now I'm even less sure about spending more money on the Rift ecosystem just because on the PC side of things, now there is going to be some competition. There's going to be, you know, the the valve side too, and so, so I'm kind of curious what's going to be a better a better way to spend my money. Is it going to be better to, you know, jump like go deeper on the valve stuff and eventually get the index, and and or should I instead be, uh, you know, 
getting a new rift at some point and upgrading that way. Like it's kind of a little bit less clear for me on what to do there. But the one thing that is kind of clear is that like you were saying before, like it's mostly visual upgrades at this point. And I think VR is so new to where I want to be able to try everything. I don't want to, I don't want to overspend on the visuals of one type of headset at the expense of being able to experience something else somewhere else on another platform. And so like, so just looking at it from that perspective here, um, like it, there weren't enough differences in the, in the valve index for me to say, this is a no brainer. Like if it had some more future looking technologies in the headset, then I'd say, man, well, I'm going to have to get this no matter what I, I might as well get it now and get it early. Well, with this, I'm not so sure about that. Like, Maybe in a couple of years, there's going to be a new headset with a lot of these new features that I'm going to want a lot more than this headset. And, and so there was nothing, there's nothing in this one that right now tells me I have to get it. Um, and then the price is so high that that kind of further, you know, it makes it so I don't want to just, you know, buy it as an impulse purchase. And just the only thing is those controllers, I really do feel like they have a lot of potential. And so I guess for me, I'm, I'm taking that, that, you know, that, that loyalty that I have to Valve and I'm, I'm putting that in buying some really expensive controllers because I, I have faith that whatever they're working on with these controllers, like whatever they're working on in their own titles, I think are really going to utilize these controllers in really exciting ways. And worst case scenario, I have better controllers to use for my Vive and 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 like you were saying the vibe has served me very well and man like now it's it's looking more and more like that vibe is going to serve me even better than i would have ever expected going forward i mean i'm going to be using the vibe with the knuckle the, with the index controllers essentially for a while at least and we're going to be pushing well into 2019 possibly further on something that I bought in 2016. I mean, yeah. by any stretch, by any stretch, like for technology, that's it's 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 lasted a pretty long time. And 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 if I if I'm going to be playing multiplayer games with the Quest and and the Rift together, the fact that the the Rift is hanging around all this time too, like if anything, I think the way things have kind of turned out, if the Quest can bring new people into VR, and enthusiasts can continue to get more and more life out of their initial hardware, which like is still awesome and is still mind blowing even to this day, then, then maybe this is just like, this is what we needed. You know, yeah. enthusiasts will be able to enjoy the fruits of, of all the money they spent years ago, like, <laughs> well into this year. And then, and then new people will have new stuff to try. And, and eventually there's something's going to come out. That's just so revolutionary that that I, we're finally going to say, okay, it's it's time now. Or or the valve in, or it's going to be obvious that nothing new is going to be coming out for a while, and the valve index goes down in price, and I decide then to jump on. Or or a few months down the road, after hearing more about the valve index, you I decide to take the plunge and 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 I already have the controllers, and that's when I buy the headset. Or that's when, like you were saying, like several months down the line you've heard amazing things about the index and and 
and you decide to take that leap. So I think, yeah, I, I think that's the right move for us. And I, I can't wait to hear more and more about the index. And I, and I, like I said, I mean, I, yeah, I can't wait to get my hands on the controllers and I, and honestly, at this point, I just can't wait to see what valve has to do with their software. I mean, that's the next big thing. Like, I really want to see some amazing software titles and, and maybe that'll be the big push, you know? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, man. I mean, I think uh, I, I'm excited to see that, you know, the headsets are coming out now. We've been waiting for valve to kind of jump into the game for a while it's it's been three years, and I can definitively say, and again, I'm no expert, but I am definitely a big fan and enthusiast. But I can definitively say that there, the steps are are in the right direction, and it's it's really cool to see what the progression has been over the last three years and where it's going to continue to go. Um, you know, a lot of people, a lot of the 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 chatter after the the Oculus stuff was announced was. Uh, there, there was a lot of negativity around that stuff. And I mean, we've addressed that before, but I mean, to me at the end of the day, like I, I know <laughs> these companies, there's no reason for them to hold back, right? Like if they, if they can be the first to market with a really cool feature or with something that isn't there yet uh, or hasn't been done before, you know that they're going to try and capture that market share. You know, HTC did it initially by, by having the controllers and room scale. And now I feel like Oculus is getting their shot at it by, by bringing in the quest, which is going to be the first, um, you know, wireless PC list uh, gaming system that you're going to have. So uh, again, it's just uh, competition is great. I, I'm excited to see where it goes and I'm, I'm really happy to see with what's coming out. I just, I wish it wasn't, it was much more friendly to my wallet is all. I uh, no, I, I agree. So uh, we can't have everything. It's one <laughs> of those things like I, yeah, I just, I want them to include more future, future technology in the headset, but I, but the price bothers me too. Like the, like, it's one of those things, you know, like, yeah. uh, I don't know. Yeah. For me, I think my brain is just more, I, ironically, I think because I think I would have been willing to, I would have been willing to spend even more on a valve headset had it had more future looking technology in it. The fact that it has less of that than I was anticipating means I use my brain a little bit more. And then that's when the price starts affecting me more i don't know if that makes sense you, no no i mean uh, uh, you know this is this is gonna be tough to say without it sounding negative but i think there's a certain part of me or, or a certain part of where my thought went that it was it was a little underwhelming the announcement um because it just it just seemed like a fancier version of the stuff that is already out you know like Again, yeah. you know that the the thing is, and we haven't tried it yet, so I, I really want to put that disclaimer there. And I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to downplay the the benefits that it has by any means, or the advances in technology that it has. My my main point is that it 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 didn't offer a killer feature like being completely wireless and being completely tetherless. You know, yeah. um, so if they had done maybe one of those, then I think it would have been like, oh, okay, this really is like a big step. But to me. It almost just felt like, okay, well, hey, you know, and I'm just speaking for Valve, obviously, but you know, for for me, it was like, okay, well, we're kind of three years late to the game. Let's just let's just refine everything that that's out there already and make a higher end headset of the same generation, right? Um, yeah. And and again, like I know I'm not trying to get caught up in the labels of generation, but but that's that's what it came across as to me, and 
I'm not saying that that's bad. I, I think that it's it's great that Valve is is in the game now, and I think that the more headsets that we have, the more options people have, and the more competition there is to kind of push the tech forward. So I'm all for that. Um, I will say, I will yeah. say, what what you were just saying made me realize. I do want to give Valve though a lot of credit. They could have leveraged interest in their new controllers or any of these features. Like they could have. They could have forced an upgrade in order to get any of it, but the fact True, that they yeah. that they're the fact that they're piecemealing everything and saying, "Oh yeah, you can just get the headset if if you have if you if you have your original base stations, you can just get the headset and the controllers, or you can just get the controllers. It'll work with the Vive headset and the like." The fact that they allowed it to be broken up like that does show that they're like. I mean, I guess yeah, this is just what they're releasing and. If you want it, great. If not, like, like the fact that they're even releasing their, their, like so far, like then what they've said so far is that these titles that are going to be coming out, coming out for Valve from Valve, they're going to work with all of the PC hardware out there. They're going to work with the original Rift. They're going to work with the original yeah, yeah. Vive. They're going to so like, yeah. To some extent, you really have to give them props. Like maybe, maybe it's not worth worth it for me at this point to get the headset for me i really want to try the controllers for you maybe it's not worth getting the controllers right now but the fact that you're going to be able to play these valve titles regardless on your like even if you don't upgrade anything between now and then you'll be able to play them on your vibe later on like that's pretty cool and that's that's pretty awesome that they're that they're you know being so consumer friendly when it comes to like who knows what i would be saying if this announcement came out today and there was one package and it included the, the, the valve index controllers with the headset and the base stations, like, yeah, I mean, they, there's no way that they would have done that though. I mean, I, it's, it's great that they piecemealed it, but like there would have been so much of a backlash for, <laughs> for if they had made people do that. I mean, people would have just looked at it as a cash grab, right? Like it's because yeah. so many people who are interested in what valve has to offer right now, already have the base stations, right? They already have, or they already have controllers that they're happy with or a headset that they're happy with. Well, I mean, not the headset, but you know, like there's, there's been so much anticipation that if they had done that, I, I felt like the, there would have been too much of a negative backlash towards, um, towards that type of release announcement. So, you know, the, they're doing it great. And, and, um, to your point, I mean, Valve, uh, in my opinion, and it seems, uh, it seems kind of, in general, across the board, I know I'm generalizing for the entire VR community, but um, but Valve has always been very, you know, open and uh, you know, community friendly in terms of of offering just everything from from the get go. So that that should never be understated. And I think you you just brought that up again in terms of how they're piecemealing it, how the the devices will all work with one another. So you know, I, to me. To me, that's that fits very much in line with their character. I'm glad to see that they are are bringing that into the VR kind of eco uh, system as they as they put a full full uh, step into it instead of just kind of a half step that they did with uh, with HTC. But you know, it's it's good to have that in there. I, I agree. And and kind of the last topic I wanted. I I don't know if we if if you have any thoughts on this right now, but I'm kind of curious where where we see HTC going at this point, like in terms of all this, because we, I mean, obviously we've known for a while now that, that Valve was coming out with their own headset, but I wonder where HTC's place is going to be going forward. 
in the consumer space for VR? Well, I mean, I I feel like HTC. I don't. I mean, obviously, I have no idea what's going on in their R and D department right now. But I feel yeah. like if HTC before the end of this year or maybe even early next year, they have an opportunity right now, right? Like uh, Oculus. And Oculus just spent a ton of money producing, um, or, you know, researching, developing, and producing the Quest and the Rift S, which a lot of people look at the Rift S as more of a 1.5, right? And I'm sure a lot of people will look at, at Valve's index as, as similar 1.5 or very high-end generation one, however you want to look at it. Um, and actually, that's that is a big thing, right? Like look at the Rift, look at the Rift S, which is coming out 400 bucks versus a thousand and you don't need to worry about sensors it's all inside out tracking versus the valve index which still requires the base stations you know what i mean so mm-hmm. and again i like well it is our job to kind of compare and contrast everything but my my point is that like h uh, to get back to the point of what you were asking i think htc is in a unique position right now because they don't have their you know quote unquote next generation headset ready yet um, you know, the, there's a big talk about the, well, they, they've had the Vive Pro, um, and I know they've put a lot into that, but I think in terms of creating something that isn't uh, super, what's the word I'm looking for, enterprise-centric, which it seems like the Vive Pro and the Vive Pro IR, if they are looking to get back into the consumer side of things, I think if they can create something like the Vive, uh, you know, a Vive 2.0 that is wireless, um, that, that would be a, an actual step in the right direction, right? Because I think what makes the quest, um, what makes the, the, the quest so appealing is the, the twofold tetherless and, uh, PC less. So if HTC can knock out one of those, then that to me is a huge step forward because I mean, well, and, and, they, would yeah, have, and they, they would also have to, sorry, they would also have to include inside out tracking to match with the Rift, right? But if you can one up the Rift and put something out, then I think that's yeah. that's the that's the space that they can find themselves, right? All the people who were, were say, disappointed with the Rift S announcement. Yeah, and I would say kind of their next version because because obviously there's the there's the HTC Focus, I, I believe it's called that. Uh, yeah, it's like the, it's their standalone, but it was kind of more like an Oculus Go to some extent. It doesn't really. I mean, yeah, they have. The, well, they have the, the Focus Plus that, now too. Yeah, but, but, but to, to me, that still, ma- that lines up with the with the Oculus uh, Quest, but much more expensive. Yeah, exactly. No, so you're right, and and you know, one thing, one uh, HTC headset that we don't know much about yet is the Cosmos. True. Yeah. So I want. So I wonder. I wonder. Yeah, if that'll be. If that'll hopefully live up to some of those potential. That some of the potential that you're discussing now, you know, like how yeah. they price it, what its mm-hmm. capabilities are, all these things. But yeah, I, I agree. They, they definitely, I mean, I don't think anyone's made such a move or had such a success that anyone can be counted out at this stage. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I just feel like we are going to have to get used to it, at least at this point, uh, because they are trying to push out headsets, I'm sure as, as quickly as possible. We're, we're just going to have to accept the fact that, a lot of these uh, technological advances are going to be very marginal, right? So, um, I, I think it would if we wanted something that was really, really next level, that was not PC uh, powered but PC powerful and completely tetherless, like basically like the Oculus Quest with the the power of the power, 
the the visualization everything of like the valve index right like it, everything kind of combined into one we'd probably be waiting a while and i don't think that's the game any of these companies are playing so again for me like with htc i think really the only thing that they can do right now is what is the next marginal improvement that they can make and then get it out to market as quickly as possible so that people who are on the fence about getting a rift s or getting an index have a third option that is actually ahead of where the others are at. You know what I mean? Just yeah, something else here's for them actually, to consider. Here's actually another another thing that I just thought of, and I, I, I'm curious what your thoughts would be on this. Um, HTC's big push with the Vive port side of things has been you know, their new Vive port infinity service. And on the PC side, that's obviously amazing. And I know right now, I mean, I know Oculus is a very closed system. And I, I would imagine with the Quest, um, there's very limited accessibility to, you know, kind of other platforms besides the Oculus Store. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know if there would be a way to have, like, a Vive, like, if they would even allow some kind of a Vive port app that would let you access a larger library. It, it seems like they probably wouldn't let that happen, but let's just kind of, you know, fantasize here for a second. Mm-hmm. Man, like... How awesome would it be to have a service like Viveport Infinity work with uh, like a an on the go platform like the Oculus Quest? Yeah, I mean, well, and and that that could be a, a selling point for HTC if they come out with you know a powerful enough standalone headset. Um, you know what I mean? Because then yeah. the the ability to to have access to those if they decide that they are going to close it off and just make it available for Vive centric, um, which, which it doesn't seem like honestly, but I'm just saying that this, this could be a tactic that they could potentially use, but um, you know, it it seems more so that they, they, for them, the dollars coming in from Oculus headset owners are worth more. You know what I mean? Like, because if you, if you, it doesn't matter what type of headset is being played. If, if they're getting the, the 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 subscription every month from the um you know from whoever has whatever headset a person has i think they'll be happy yeah i just i just wonder if that just might be the downside of having a successful oculus quest is if you don't see a service like that ever coming to the quest just because everyone that owns a quest has to purchase titles from the oculus store and they just don't have the option of doing a subscription service you know like I, I, I just wonder if that'll be down the road, you know, if anyone will be looking at a service model like like Viveport and saying, man, like too bad that didn't become a thing on the Oculus side. Yeah, they, well, I mean, it's that that's tougher to speculate. So you know, we'll just have to kind of watch it and see how that goes. But I think for now, the fact that they are making Viveport compatible with. I believe the Rift S and and um, those products. Yeah, I mean that gives me hope that they are trying to keep it open enough, and you know. Oh, I I'm sure I'm sure. See, because the thing is, like the the Rift S and the Rift, they're con- connected to PCs. So when you're connected to a PC, whether Oculus kind of, I mean, it's not that no Oculus could block it if they wanted to, but they've been pretty good about just l- allowing anything on the PC to work with your Rift, yeah, whether exactly. it's from them or not. But, on, you know, the Quest, it's kind of a closed platform. It's not connected to anything else. They have a little bit more control over it. Yeah, I just I just don't know if, if that's going to be something. Like, 
I'm kind of curious, like, because I don't have an Oculus Go, for example. I, I'm just curious if any, if any of like, if the in, in the Vive Port Infinity stuff works with the Go or with any of the the standalone stuff that is from Oculus up to this point. But it's, well, my gut we'll tells look me into no. That, yeah. But okay, yeah, but but yeah, that that I'm just yeah, whether it comes from from Viveport or it comes from Oculus itself down the road, I would imagine that a subscription type model for a headset that becomes really popular would be amazing. You know? Yeah, no, I agree. So. Cool, man. Well, this is, uh, this is a lot of fun to speculate, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, this is see. So it's exciting times. Right. And see, that's, that's see at the end of the day, I'm not, I'm not, to, like I'm a little bummed out that I probably won't be ordering a, a Valve Index tomorrow, but at the same time I can always grab it later if it becomes that important. Like yeah. right now, it's just exciting to see all of these new things coming, and I just hope that some of it—the Oculus Quest, the Index, future games, new controllers, new services—I just hope all this stuff becomes you know, becomes successful and. That developer, more, probably most importantly, that developers are able to to prosper, and you know, hopefully that that you know, the people that cover VR like us, like we're able to to benefit for, from some of this stuff too. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, there, there's so many people that have been involved uh, one way or another in this industry up to this point, and it feels like things are just gearing up, and. Yeah, I I just can't wait to see what happens next. Same here, man. Cool. Well, this was uh this was fun. We'll uh, continue uh, working on analysis and news for you guys, and uh, hopefully have some some game talk and game reviews uh, episodes coming up soon. So, until then, Ronnie, is that all? You got anything else? No, I think I think we covered everything. Cool, man. Well, you guys have an awesome rest of your week, and we will catch you all very very soon. Take care.